This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live, kind of half from half from the epicenter of the apocalypse, Glory Hole Studios. <laughs> this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. <clears throat> There's a lot that's going to happen that's going to make us it's mad. It's skeptical. <laughs> It's political. And this oh, is the first horseman of the apocalypse. Yeah, is, which one is that? Pestilence. This is pestilence. Yeah, pestilence. Okay. All right. So sure. I think I think what, if anything, what we have now, this episode 516, guys, uh, there may be a 517. Um, I think what we know now I just is the order of operations <laughs> for the horses. Yeah. Right. You get pestilence. Right. Yeah. I think famine is pretty heavy, pretty hot on the heels of pestilence sure, at this point. Absolutely. Right, uh, war, and then, and then war. I think death just has to be the last one, right? Death. I, that's just, what I yeah. mean, like because I mean, like death, death is, is just, sort of like okay. Otherwise, he just like yeah. parties with the other three. Uh, yeah, actually, I think what he does is it's it's like the footsteps in the sand thing where he's he's walking with all of them <laughs> as he's walking, <laughs> and it's at just, the end, it's just him. <laughs> I saw a pair of skeletal footprints in the sand. A new death had come for me. Oh man. Holy shit. Things are getting weird by the week. Hilariously, last week on Thursday, my office was like, yeah, we're probably going to be working from home from this point on. People can come in and sort of collect their shit tomorrow. And it feels like literally a lifetime ago. <laughs> like a week ago feels like an, I mean, just like a lifetime ago. It is, it is amazing because like, like our date night, right, is like on Wednesday. So mm -hmm. like last Wednesday, we were like, maybe we'll go to the movies. And like this Wednesday, we're just like, I can't believe we've ever gone anywhere ever where yeah, other yeah. people have ever been. <laughs> like I'm like spritzing myself with like Lysol in my so eyes. That's so true. I was watching a movie the other day. I just happened to turn on the TV, watching a movie, and as I look over at the movie, I see them all crowded around one document. And I'm just like, social distancing, people. What is wrong with you? Social distancing. I was just like, get away from each other. Don't breathe down her neck. How dare you, sir? <laughs> it's been a week. It's been it's one week. And I've already got so much PTSD right. drilled into me that I'm, I, I, another, I see another person. I cross my fingers, hiss, and run away. <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's literally my only my defense mechanism is like <laughs> and then I run and I hide underneath my car until they leave <laughs> it's been one week since you coughed on me one week <laughs> since I got COVID-19 <laughs> oh man well, so I, I, you know guys if you're tired of coronavirus COVID-19 news 
fucking I can't help you because yeah. that's really there really it really isn't what anything else, is else we could talk about. I mean, Wait, for right now, do you now, care all about the election anymore? Yeah, well, and I do want I, you know to be honest, I do want to talk a little bit about the election, but again, it comes in it, it also is sort of it's about the election, but it's also about the election and how they talked about this crisis, right? Mm-hmm. If we talk about it at all, the the primary that they just had, the primary debate and the primary in Illinois, it's going to be based around how this is affecting it because there's right. nothing else really to talk about there. Yeah. It's like it's like if a bomb went off in New York City and you're like, "Well, I know, you know, I just we haven't revisited this uh pineapple on pizza question." Yeah, like, exactly. this is <laughs> are you fucking for real? Yeah. Right now, yes, yeah. that was an important issue. But now yeah. it's like, man, nah, you know, we're we're at a place where I woke up in the morning yesterday and I I I read the news and it's like there's a floating uh there's a naval ship in New York Harbor with a thousand bed hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, what fucking alternate reality bullshit universe is this that we yeah. are living in? Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now. Every day yeah. you're just like this couldn't get weirder. It's like stocks are non-existent. Companies yeah. are absolutely worthless. Like, you're just like, what? <laughs> like, all your money is essentially kindling. You're just like, fuck. <laughs> like, all, all I, I spent the whole week learning to tie hobo sacks so good. I could ride the rails. Good, good. I spent the whole week with my hand on my sack doing nothing <laughs> from home. Um, working from home is weird. I will say that. And I, w- I want to point out too, Working from home and the stuff that they're mostly telling people to do, it feels like it. It there's so much privilege involved in this. Oh my in this god! Disease. Yeah. One look at all the celebrities versus all the regular people getting tested. If you're a celebrity, you essentially just get a fast track to a test. They, you know, one person on the NBA in the NBA gets it, and all the NBA stars gets it. One per, you know, uh, you're finding out about all these movie stars that are getting it because they're the ones who have access to tests. Other oh, yeah. people don't have any access to tests. So there's, and so that's one one method of privilege. The other thing is working from home. There's so many people who just don't have the privilege of being able to work from home. Period. Many people. So many people already have lost their jobs because their job just is non-existent if there aren't people there. It just doesn't work. So look at that. Look at how much privilege is involved in that. You know, there's just and it's uh, stocking up on food. That's another giant privilege that we're that people Massive. are able to do. Anybody Massive. who's able to do it, it's just oh yeah. Well, I have the privilege to be able to go to the store and get and stock up on food, and I have a place to put it. There's so many people out there who just don't have that ability right now. This this is literally showing us how fucked our society is. It, it, it ex- like it's so funny because this has been going on for essentially no time. It's a blink of an eye since this whole thing really sure, yeah. started, right? It, it, and everything is already every everything's unraveling because the system is so fucking fragile because it has always been balancing on a goddamn knife's edge. It's like it's like looking around and being like, man, Ponzi schemes really do come true, you know, like the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's it's it is and it's not. It's that like, as a service driven economy, seventy percent of jobs are service related jobs or service churn related jobs. So it's like, yeah, if if all of a sudden people just don't go buy shit, that's seventy percent of the transactions in the United States that are either directly or indirectly supported by that or damaged by that. It's a massive, almost impossible amount of change, and to have that much change happen that quickly is like 
there's no plan for this. There's yeah. no tools in the toolbox. The yeah. tools we do have, like lowering rates, it's not working. Yeah. It's not working. Now they're going to give like, now they're going to give money directly to people. Yeah. And while that's generally or, or has been a good idea in the past, the problem is like, if you just give money directly to citizens, but they can't go out into the world and spend it, what they're going to do is pay their bills with it. If they pay their bills with it, that doesn't create the same kind of demand churn. Right. So as a stimulus package, I'm really doubtful about its ability to be impactful as a stimulus. Yeah. What would be much more beneficial would be to extend unemployment benefits, to, yeah. to, to lengthen and deepen unemployment benefits. Today, uh, one of the, I think it was Schumer, he criticized the $1,000. And people are miss, people are, uh, you know, the thousand dollars that they're giving out. There was Romney who had said there was a thousand bucks that he was looking to give out. And a couple of these Republicans, and then the, they, they sent the, they sent um, Munchkin over to the Senate or whatever Munchkin. to talk, <laughs> to talk <laughs> about it. And, and the thousand dollars is a one-time payment. It's a stimulus, right? right? Yeah. And people, mm -hmm. people are, are saying that, wow, look at these Republicans. They're coming in left of these, these Democrats who the Democrats are saying, what we should really do is extend unemployment benefits because that'll help stimulate the economy because unemployment benefits come per week, right? right? So it's, I get that money per week and it's 50, about 50% of my salary every week. So if I get 50% of my salary every week, that's a hell of a lot better than a one-time payment of $1,000. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just natural, unless you're making an absolute pittance, right? I get it. And if right. nobody's, and if you're not making any money, you know, yeah, they should be sending out checks and money to people who don't have money, period. That should right. happen anyway. That should be happening through public assistance anyway. But when you're talking about unemployment, if people lost their jobs, they should be extending those benefits. I don't mind that the $1,000 goes out, but also expend, extend those benefits. Do what Bernie says, which is basically until this is over, give everybody a 2K UBI. Do something like that that changes the game. That's a big deal. But everybody keeps on saying, oh, they're coming in left of these they're they're coming in left of these these uh, these Democratic senators, and I'm just shaking my head. Like, do you not understand that recurring payments are always going to outpace a single payment? Period. It doesn't even make any sense. And it's not that I don't think that they're doing enough. I don't think that they're doing enough, and I want to see them do more. But I also realize that it's a false argument. We gave everybody a stimulus. That George W. Bush gave everybody yep. three hundred dollars. Yep. What did you do with that? that three? What did you do with it? I bought a bicycle. Did you? What did really? you do with it? I, pay, yeah. I paid I paid off to credit card debt. I had credit card debt <laughs> and I paid it down. I bought I, I, I went out and bought myself something because I was like, well, that, the purpose of it is is to is to buy something like to create churn, you know, like yeah. and I wanted a bicycle, so I bought a bicycle. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll I'll get myself something nice. Sure. So I bought myself a bicycle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that bicycle, actually. But he didn't he didn't that didn't do anything, I mean, really, for the economy. It didn't change yeah. shit in the economy. No. It was pointless. And yeah. like the the economic problems that we faced when George W. Bush gave everybody three hundred dollars were vastly smaller than the Great Depression that's coming down the pipe. Sure. Yeah, this is three times as much stimulus, but like the 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 yeah. problem is far greater than three yeah. times as deep. Sure. So it's I have no idea how we get out of this. It's marked for inflation, but not the situation. You know. Right. So it basically, yeah, feels right. like it. Yeah, three hundred dollars feels about like a thousand dollars back then, something like that, maybe a little more. But still, maybe twice as much. But still, it's like it's still an immense amount. It's still immense amount of of problems that we're in when it comes to it. You know, the other thing too that people are saying when they're talking about, um, I saw online, and this is something that I've been seeing a lot of. People are posting the same thing, and it's a dumb, it's a dumb meme or whatever that the right has come up with, which is 
I bet you won't cash that thousand dollar check because he's not your president is what I'm seeing a lot of that basic that basic idea of not your president. One, it's not his fucking money. It's my money. It's your money. It's always been your money. It's never once been his money. That's number one. Two, he doesn't even control the purse strings. So it's not even him who offers the check to us. It's a whole different body of government that writes the fucking check to us. So that's also another thing. So the idea that it's, the idea that you're going to you're going to gloat and say, "Oh, well, now he's your president because he's going to give you money." No, it's always been my money. And that's yeah. what you need to understand. Not me. <laughs> you need to understand that it's always been your money too. It's always right. been all of our money. And we've always said there's better ways to spend it than how he's doing it. And right now he's spending it in a way that I approve of instead of before when he's just like, "Yeah, I think I'm just going to give tax cuts to billionaires." Right. Well, and like don't get me wrong. Tax cuts are a part of the stimulus package. Yeah. The trillion dollar stimulus package includes the corporate tax cuts. And, you know, maybe it should this time. Sure. I don't know. I don't have yeah. an answer for like, yeah. I'm not going to even pretend to armchair quarterback how to fix this fucking problem. Yeah. I have literally no idea, like, how in the world you fix a problem as massive as this. What I do know is that, like, we literally have the worst possible leadership through one of the most important periods in American history. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that's 100% literally terrifying. True. To me. That is, and it's a hundred percent true. There is, there's, there's another group of people out there saying you can't blame this virus on Trump, and it's like you're right, I can't. But I can blame the sluggish response. I can absolutely yeah. blame that on him because yeah. that one, you know, I'm going to play a supercut. Um, of this, of this Republican, it was a GOP commercial. It came out, it was a GOP group that did it. And the GOP group put together a supercut of him denying the coronavirus for the last X amount of time and then talking about how great a job he's doing while the body count racks up. Yeah, I mean, I, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying, the complete lack of leadership. And like, he just kicks the cans to the governors. And like, what I will say is there are some governors... There are some governors that are stepping up, like Absolutely. Cuomo Absolutely. is stepping up and they're Pritzker. just like, right, you guys need yeah. leadership. I yeah. am your leader. That's what you've elected me to do. Boom, decisions, boom, decisions, boom, yep. decisions. Yeah. And like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, God damn, we have some real fucking leadership in this country and it's not in Congress and it's not at the federal level. I will say I was upset at Pritzker's choice to run the primary election this last week. I thought Were it was you surprised? a surprise. I was really I, surprised. I was surprised. And I was surprised because other places seem to want to push it off. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. What he should have done is set it up so that there was a bunch of different places that you could go vote. Instead, I, my voting place was, Tom, my voting place was shoved with four other voting places because they didn't Ugh. have enough election judges, right? Right. So I waited an hour and a half to, to, to vote that morning. And I was waiting outside. Because I'm not going to stand inside with a bunch of other people waiting yeah. to go. I waited until <clears throat> the line started moving because the line wasn't moving. And then when it did, I went in and voted. But it was over an hour and a half. The poll, And I got there early and the polls weren't even open when I got there. And I was yeah. there at 730 and they weren't even open yet. So that Dude, tells you how long it took. By the time I got out of work, they'd already called it for Biden. Yeah. <laughs> like I Like the polls were still open and they're like, Biden wins Illinois. And I'm like, why well, I haven't voted yet? Maybe yeah. I'm. Gonna, <laughs> wait, I'm flipping me. the switch. Right, I'm flipping the switch. But yeah, like they basically just fucking they, the. They're the, just like numerically, you can't change yeah. this result. Yeah, but it, you know, 
he 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 wound up winning every state that night. But it was it was one of those things that you know that I think they probably should have closed it down. They didn't, and uh, and uh, that was the one thing. There's been a couple things that have been like eh, we're sluggish and we're we're doing some bad stuff. But for the most part, Illinois's been leading the pack of a lot of these blue states in closing yeah. stuff down. I mean, Florida couldn't find its ass with two hands with keeping those beaches open and no, all the stuff that they're doing. How insane is that? Yeah. How insane is that to just like spring break? And yeah. I like, I don't mean it this way as I don't, because what I would love to have is that nobody gets sick. So yeah. please know that. But like, you know, there was a, the first news story about coronavirus was January 8th, right? So the first major news story that, that broke was January 8th. It's the middle of March. So essentially no time has passed, right? A, a tiny, sure, a tiny, tiny amount, amount of time. time has passed. Tiny amount of time. Which means that like what we know about this virus is very little. It's constantly changing because the facts on the ground are constantly changing. The science is still emerging around there like, hasn't been how a, it works. A giant sample of people that have gotten right. it, you know, yeah. And so, like, initially, like, the conversation was like, oh, young people are fine. They barely get it. They're generally asymptomatic. And, like, the detailed reports that have been coming out this week, it's like, mm, no, that's actually not true at all. So, like, yeah. there's this, there was this sense, like, around among young people that, like, well, whatever. Like, I don't care if I'm a vector for dozens or thousands of other people. I'm young and dumb, and I'm going to go party, and I won't get it. Or if I get it, it'll be like, hachoo, I don't care. Yeah, And like, that's so incredibly selfish and irresponsible that I will admit that there's a part of me that was like, when the news stories came out that like, yeah, you know what, actually a lot of young people are getting it and it's pretty fucking miserable and it's occasionally even fatal for people, you know, in, in a demographic yeah. we weren't previously worried about. I'm like, yep. no, yeah, maybe you shouldn't like bank your life on emerging fucking research. Well, I want to talk about what happened in Italy for a second, because in Italy, they did pretty much the same thing. They heard about it. And then they're, you know, they wound up going out and partying and doing stuff. And, you know, they, they, they came home and, and they got people sick around them. Yeah. So some of the people might not have gotten ill, though. Some of those young people might not have gotten ill. And I saw a graph that showed that many people in, the, in that age range are asymptomatic. Now, there's, there's some that are dying and they're really getting, but there's a lot of people in that age range, especially because Korea did a side-by-side -side test with Italy. And Korea's numbers you know, based on those tests showed that those people were, had very, very mild symptoms in that age group, had very mild symptoms or they, they were asymptomatic, but they were, they had a huge number of people who had it. And then in, in Italy, they didn't really show that because they're not, they, they're not testing enough. They're just not testing right. as much as oh, that South sounds Korea familiar. Was. Yeah. Well, and uh, testing saves lives. Testing is the yep. thing that's going to save lives. Testing is the one thing that's going to save everybody's life. That and, uh, and, uh, you know, social distancing, quarantine, that sort of thing is going to, that's going to save people's lives. The rest of the stuff that's happening, that's all long-term. That's all yeah. long down the road. They're going to find something that'll probably give us a vaccine. They'll find something that can treat it. That's all long-term stuff. That's not now. Now, in order to, to, to counteract it now, you need to know how, who has it and, and you have to keep those people away from each other. That's, it's yeah. that simple. It's literally that simple. It's almost like you can't solve a problem that you do not understand, quantify, and isolate. Right? right. Like, right. yeah, like, well, what are we going to do about it? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're just going to hope in the general direction of positivity. We're going to have a national yeah. day of fucking prayer. Around they did this. that. They did that yeah. this week. They had a national day of prayer and uh, didn't work, turns out, because it was uh, four days ago. 
Yeah. Right. So and four days the, ago. Huh. Well, right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe four days maybe, ago. Now there's 4,000 infected in New York alone. Maybe, maybe what God needed was he, he set his snooze alarm. So they called him oh. and then he snoozed it and he snoozed it a couple times, but he won't snooze it. Eventually he'll, eventually he'll work through all the scientists to fix the, fix the problem. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, so we I'm going to fix it, but first you have to fix it. Yeah. And then I will have fixed it. <laughs> All you have to do is think up the solution. <laughs> That's on you, boy. That's on you. I would be more I would be more inclined to give some kind of like uh, credence to the idea of like a if if all of a sudden if every problem scientifically was solved when somebody woke up from a dream, you know, and they're like, Eureka, I've got yeah. it, you know, and they're yeah. just like and then, but instead, it's just like I slogged my way through tedious amounts of database research. Yeah, yeah. like you, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to be hopeful about when it comes to this. I don't want to come down as somebody who's you know a hundred percent doom and gloom when it comes to this. There's a lot of things to be hopeful about. There's people all over the world all trying to solve this problem, and they're all really smart. And so we have a lot going for us when it comes to that. I saw today GM wants to turn their their. Uh, they're shopping to making ventilators. Uh, yeah, you know, the big I three saw, are I, all doing it. Yeah, I saw. You know, it's hilarious though. Elon Musk uh, comes onto Twitter and says, "We'll we'll switch over if there's a need." And someone says, "Yeah, there's a need." And he said, "Show me where there's a need. Show me one hospital that needs something." And one person said, "Just read one newspaper, Elon. Just one newspaper." <laughs> That's all you have to do. But he's he's just doing it as a show. Um, right. And all the rest of them are actually saying, let's do this thing. They open sourced one of those things on the on the internet. They were talking about open source designing a respirator that can be 3D printed. So there's a bunch of people working on that. That's going to be open wow. source, open to anybody. Um, you know, there a bunch of people are chipping in like Carnival saying, we'll, we'll turn our cruise ships into hospitals. So we'll just pull them up to, to, to port in places and there'll be a hospital for you right there. So there's... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of doers out there. There's a lot of people doing yeah, good things, right. right? And there's a lot of people researching. They're already into human testing in several places all around the globe. Trump wanted to buy the vaccine oh. from one of these places in Germany. In Germany, he he, uh, according to the Germans, he said, "I'll give you." I, and it's unclear whether he said, "I'll give you lots of money for the vaccine," or "I'll give you lots of money if you develop it on in the United States." But both of them are just shady. Yeah, both of them are like. Okay, here's the deal. Me, 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 me. Yep. And you're like, we're all in this thing together. It doesn't do any good in a global world to solve. You can't solve the problem for the U.S. Right. We have to solve this problem for everybody. Because if you don't solve the problem for everybody, somebody's going to get on an airplane and just come over here and reinfect and start the wheel again. Yep. Like, it's that's not how that works. Like. It's just not how that works. Safe sex done took on a whole new face now. You got to have sex now with a gas mask and a condom. That's way too much protection. How you going to have sex like this? He looking at me like, actually, I like that. I like that. It do sound good when you speak. Whose stuff is this? That ain't bad. That ain't bad. So this story comes from the New York Times. Uh, it's totally ad hoc. Why America's virus response looks like a patchwork. For centuries, the United States has resisted a centralized public health policy. This week, as protective measures against the coronavirus varied country to country, Americans saw the cost. So this is an interesting article because it dovetails with what we've already talked about on this show. Like, 
we've we've lamented how many times that we don't have a public a central public health care system. And a central public health care system in times of crisis like this is just vastly easier to communicate with, to yeah. mobilize, to yeah. resource, to train. When you have this patchwork system, you get a patchwork response. Yep. You get a response that varies area by area, doctor by doctor, hospital by hospital, county by county, city by city, state by state. So that means that like, but we're not, we're not a series of counties. Like the borders don't matter. The county border doesn't change anything. Right. Your city border doesn't change anything. Right. So like, just because your city does a good job and the city won over doesn't do a good job. That all that means is that the city that did a great job and the city that did a bad job that border each other, you're going to have bleed over problems back and forth. Like without any kind of centralized system, you're not going to have any response. The response is going to be slow. It's going to be ad hoc. It's going to be voluntary at times. It's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. It's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. And they talk in this article about how it's really county-based in the United States. That's how it's set up. It's yep. by counties. So, and, you know, I mean, yeah, you probably know what your county is. I know what my county is. But could you name five counties? I, you probably can't, right? But, <laughs> That's uh, the wrong person. Uh, wrong person to ask because you're in the real estate. But seriously, right. it would be, I would be hard-pressed to name 10 counties in the, in Illinois. I would be right. hard-pressed to name 10 counties. Um, you know, you just don't know. And the thing is, is that the idea is, is that, they can't. They don't communicate in the same way that a national health healthcare system would. National no. healthcare system can look how many things are in certain places, and they can reallocate resources based on that. Because you know, if I'm a hospital in the middle of fucking bumfuck Georgia, and I don't have any cases of coronavirus, but I have a fucking a ton of cases of masks, I can get those masks to somebody else because I don't have anybody who has this shit down here. But you know, I can get them over to New York. But if I don't have any communication or any kind of way to track any of that stuff, I'm just a hospital in Georgia and you're a hospital in New York. How the fuck do we communicate? What do we do to each other? How do I reallocate resources to you other than by knowing that you need them, right? Yeah, and like the way that the way that hospitals know that other hospitals need shit is the same way we know. They look at yeah. the news. Sure. They're literally looking at the same media that we're looking at. They put on Facebook Marketplace. That's what Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, there, there are hospitals right now that are asking for people to bring them masks. Yeah. Like hospitals that are like, yep. if you have gloves and like bleach wipes and masks, please bring them to the hospital. Like we don't have, they don't have a way to, like you said, to like look outside their own geography. I know people that work in county government and like different counties have wildly different governments, wildly different in terms of the corruption in those governments, in terms of the efficiencies, yeah. in terms of the money that flows into those governments and then the resources that they allocate. And we're talking about counties that abut one another. So out here, like I have, I, I know people that work in DuPage County government. I know people that work in Cook County government. I know people that work in Will County government. And those three governments couldn't be any more different. They could, they could, they literally could not function more differently than one another. They have different departments. They have different yeah. organizational yeah. structures. It's, this is not an ideal way to have a system. Yeah. It's not really much of a system because it's not interconnected in meaningful ways. The reason why the oceans are salty is that's what's needed to hold the, the water onto the earth. If that didn't happen, the water would levitate right off the earth. That'd be the end of it. 
but the salt holds it on in the same way it holds it into our body. This story comes from scmp.com. Coronavirus saltwater spray infects 46 churchgoers in South Korea. So there is a church, I'm going to mispronounce this and I'm sorry, there's a church in Gyeonggi, I don't know, there's a church somewhere uh, that sprayed saltwater into the mouths of its followers out of the belief that the saltwater would kill the virus. Instead, they just transmitted the virus by spraying shit into each other's mouths. We are at a time where we're like, let's stand six feet away, not like, hey, here's an open mucous membrane, spray <laughs> something in it. Like, Look, in what world does that seem like a good idea? If you're going to tithe to have somebody put a salty substance into your mouth, just go to a glory hole. It's free. You don't even have to tie. You can just go there. They will put a salty substance into your mouth. Guaranteed. This is like stopping HIV by just mouth-fucking everybody. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you kidding me? Well, you know, I mean, I tried mouth-fucking them, but now they all have, now they all have, now they all have AIDS, too. AIDS anyway, too. I got to try well, something new. When was, I'm done mouth-fucking everyone. I was thinking about it, but then I was like, well, you know, this is so much fun. Well, I, what I don't get, what I don't get is, First off, don't you think everybody tried salt water already? <laughs> of all the things you try, you think maybe salt water would try that quick. See if that works. Nope. Still dying. Those people are still dying. Nope. Salt water. Hey, Bill, cross salt water off the list. Totally didn't work on any of these human beings that are in here. Also, hasn't worked for thousands of years. Right. Hey, uh, what's next on the list? Uh, rub some dirt on it and walk it off. Okay, let's try walk it off. <laughs> what the fuck? Get that guy up. Make him walk. Come on. We got to get him up. I don't care if he's got a ventilator. Walk him around. Okay, those are yeah. not working. How about okay. I'll give you something to yeah. cry about? <laughs> Hey, Tony, stop rubbing dirt on those guys and come over here and give these people something to cry about. That's what you need. We are sciencing so hard right now. <laughs> it's like, what is my dad like in charge? Oh, I mean, like spray God. Windex on it like my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> these people just, they can't even breathe and you're just shooting Windex <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get better. It's going to be oh. great. Don't worry, you're going to be fine. Oh, God. But it's, you know, but the problem is, is that this, and there's another story too that we might not get to. Actually, let's just get to it now where they're talking about, um, they're licking. Uh, they're, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What do you have to say next? What I in mean, the what, what I mean, world are you going to say something a, what, sensible you after know, that? The only thing I could think about is licking balls, I guess would be the only thing that would be dead. But they're licking stuff to show that they're not like that they're that they're immune to it that they that yeah. they can't get it. Yeah, that's that's in that's in Iran, I think. Where that's that was a, happening. That's in Iran where like the death toll is staggeringly high. Yeah. Where yeah. they're just like, look, we're not real good at this transparency with the world, but you can see the burial pits from space. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, man. Can we pause for one second? Do you know what I don't want to see anymore though? I don't want to see any more headlines about what we can see from space. You can read a license plate from space now. <laughs> like that's not, that's not the thing anymore. It's like, you could see it from space and you're like, yeah, yeah. All right. But I can read a wristwatch on somebody commuting <laughs> from space with Google earth. That's, 
That is a very is low true. bar. It is true because you could see my house from space pretty easily. Right. The plot of my land pretty easily. Right. So yeah. from Google Earth, like you could zoom all the way in and be like, yeah, look, I should mow the lawn before the Google Earth draw car drives by. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I can see the burial Google, mounds from space. Google Earth satellite that that spins around. Maybe it's just a big drone and it doesn't actually get that high. Maybe it's just right, a big Google <laughs> drone. We were fooled the whole we're time. All fooled it's just by it. Cause it's because <laughs> it actually doesn't have to go around anything, Tom, because it's flat. So it just goes on That's one true. big. It's like a big Roomba in the sky. It just knows where the <laughs> It knows just where bumps the designation into clouds and switches <laughs> directions and moves direction. And there you go. There you go. Lovely to see you, of course, but why are we reaching across the island public? On account of our clashing philosophical views. Philosophical implies thinking, Robert. <laughs> you know what John Stuart Mill said? That conservative people aren't necessarily stupid, but stupid people do tend to be conservative? That was then. Nowadays, stupid and stupid's mutant cousins, crazy and evil, are all that's left of your party. I'll see you in committee. Sister comes from Newsweek. Mitch McConnell criticized for calling Corona spill urgent priority after leaving D.C. for the weekend. This story, like, feels almost quaint because it's from the 16th of March, by the way. Like, and we're recording this on the 19th of March. Yeah. And the 16th of March was, according to my calendar, about 400 years ago at yeah, this it's point. About, yeah, it feels like about a decade ago. Yeah. So what was happening is they were trying to pass an emergency coronavirus aid package, right? Because holy shit, coronavirus. People yeah. were like losing jobs and like the stock market. Like you check your 401k and it's now like a 01k. Like you yeah. just lost <laughs> a whole digit off of it. It's just you check your 401k, you look at it on an app, and then you hear a knock at the door and you see a guy like in a fucking trench coat with a fucking crowbar ready to break your legs. And you're just like, what the fuck? What yeah. is happening here? Be ashamed if something were to happen to your 401k, you know what I mean? Huh? I can't afford to pay the VIG on my 401k exactly. anymore. Right? <laughs> It's fucking John Travolta who gets sure. He's like, look at me. Look at me. Look at what I'm saying to you. You owe me fucking money over here. Huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, you know, this this came out, uh, like you said, about, about a week ago. And then the other thing that happened today, they found out a leaked tape came out of someone on the security um, defense, some, some big muckety muck in one. It was a senator in one of the one of the sort of closed door committees they have, like the National Security Committee or something like that, 15 days ago was telling all his people at this big fundraiser, it's going to get real bad. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. It's going to oh, get shit. real bad. Um, you know, there's going to be, and he basically named all the shit that's already happened. Stock market's going to go down. People are going to lose their jobs. And he started naming a bunch of shit that was going to happen. And he basically told people 15 days ago, but they didn't tell us any of that stuff. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're just, and Mitch McConnell's like calling this shit urgent. And then the house was voting on it and he sent the goddamn Senate home for the yeah. weekend. So the yeah. Senate couldn't vote on the fucking aid package over the weekend. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I, like, I don't know how what? we get, to, I don't know how we get to the fucking, to the, uh, to the election this upcoming time. And these people still have jobs. I mean, I, they are they are sluggish and stupid and still fighting over shit. You know, do you remember fucking when 9-11 happened and there was just this like amazing sort of cross the aisle group of shit that was going on because people were all in the exact same mode, which was 
let's see what we can do to help people that had this problem, right? That, you know, that the people that, that they're, they, they were funding shit for, for 9-11 almost immediately. And there was cross the aisle, you know, there really was never any partisan back and forth. There wasn't any of this. Instead, this time they're just, they're all these, all these Republicans are just saying, yeah, well, what I want to do is I want to do it my way. And I don't want to, and I'm going to block anything that you guys bring up. And, yeah. Well, how, it, what the fuck? How is that helpful? It's not, but there was 9-11 was like good guy, bad guy, enemy shit, right? And like, we're a sucker for, for easy narratives. We're just, and viruses are like yeah. invisible and complicated to understand. I mean, they're not actually, but like they're more complicated to understand than like a bunch of dudes with box cutters. Like it's more sure. complicated than that. And like, you know, flattening the curve is more complicated than like, you know, flattening Afghanistan. Yeah. It just is. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. You're you know? absolutely right. Yeah. And so like right. in 9-11, we could all mobilize against a common enemy. And now we're just like, there are people that aren't even sure. Like there's still people, Cecil, that I talk to that are like, nah, I think this whole thing's blown out of proportion. What? I'm still talking to people. I am still talking to people regularly today, all the time. I'm talking to people every day that are like, well, when everything's back to normal in a couple of weeks, we're going to do this. And I'm just like, nothing's going back to normal. Yeah. Like that's like, get that out of your fucking head. Like normal is over now. Like yeah. this, like normal will reset to something new and different and it won't be in two weeks. And everything we do now defines what the world looks like in six or eight months when we finally come out of something. Like if we come out of something in six or eight months, we could be, we could be in the shit for 18 months or longer financially. Yeah, like for I'm, sure. I'm making plans 18 months down the road. Like I am trying to shore up my life on an 18 month cycle. Yep. Because I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to end up in a massive recession, possibly a depression. Yeah. So like I'm trying to get 18 months ahead of it, and I I, I would get further along, but I don't know that I can. Yeah. But like. I'm still talking to people that think this is going to be over in two weeks. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Oh yeah, you know it's funny because I know I I knew some people who were a couple of weeks ago were very much, uh, oh come on, come on, really? Are you really that afraid of that? What the fuck? Yeah. What do you guys do? And then now they flipped their tune because Trump has changed his tune. Oh, Trump my God. has changed his tune this week. And I want to play a clip, Tom. I'm going to let it play all the way through uh, without you interrupting because I want you to hear exactly <laughs> what, because you got to hear the whole thing. You got to hear okay. the whole thing. Now, I'm going to put a, a link to this on the on our website. This is a link to a, twi a tweet. Um, on, well, you'll hear a clicking sound of sort of uh, tallying numbers. And that's the death count going up and, and the, uh, the cases going up. So when you hear that, that's what you're hearing. This is a real... This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. Are words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and uh, we're, we have it totally under control. We're now up to our eighth case in the United States. Um, how concerned are you? Well, we pretty much shut it down. You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April. We have contained this. I won't say airtight, but pretty close to airtight. Within a couple of days, it's going to be down to close to zero. There's a chance that it won't spread. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. Almost everybody that we see is getting better. And it could be everybody, too. Uh, they're going to have vaccines, I think, relatively soon. And they're going to have something that makes you better. And that's going to actually take place, we think, even sooner. We have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better. You know, sitting around and even going 
positives right now and yesterday. Anybody that needs a test, that's the important thing. And the tests are all perfect. Like the letter is perfect. I'm not happy about the lack of the appropriate number of test kits, that's for sure. and that some of your statements don't match what your health experts are saying. That's CNN, fake news. The president say, for example, he's going to continue with, with political rallies in the face of this. Is this sending the right message? Going to a rally, there's no reason that you shouldn't go. It's really working out, and a lot of good things are going to happen. On this uh, sign up here, it says you should stop uh, handshaking. Well, look, uh, as the president has said, uh, in our line of work, someone wants to shake your hand and uh, I expect uh, the president will continue to do that. I'll continue to do it. No, I don't take responsibility at all, but it's something that we have uh, tremendous control of. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your response to this crisis? Every moment of that is him downplaying it, downplaying it, downplaying it. Look at what he wanted to do. He wanted to, he wanted to make sure that there weren't uh, the people coming off the boat because they were going to raise the numbers. I mean, he said he said it out Number. loud. He said it out loud. That and was then unbelievable. All the different times, oh, it's just yeah. going to go away. Don't worry. In a, a couple of weeks, it's probably going to be down to zero. He was downplaying this forever. And just recently, he said that last bit, which was, I knew it was a pandemic from the start. It's been a pandemic for a long time. I pandemic, 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 Called pandemic, it. pandemic, pandemic. I'm a pandemic guy. Look at me. I know a <laughs> pandemic when I see one. I sit around with all these doctors and they look at me and they say, you really know a pandemic when you see one. And I say, yeah, I know a <laughs> pandemic when I see one. And they all agree. And then we all high five <laughs> each other. But then we sanitize their hands because you're not allowed to high five anymore. And then we left. It's seriously, it's the most ridiculous thing you ever heard. But, <laughs> but there are people now because he changed his tune, Tom, they have changed their tune. They were not. They were not before I, worried about it. Now they are. I. That's unreal. And the, the the you know the not only is that unreal, it's unsurprising, right? It's 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 entirely unsurprising. But like the goddamn tragic part of that is like they haven't then done anything to prepare themselves, and they have spent precious time not socially distancing. They they have not. Yep. You know, yep. accumulated supplies if somebody in their home gets sick and needs to be quarantined. They have not they all that time that they should have spent if we had competent fucking leadership that was transparent about the scope of the problem and that took things fucking seriously, again, like so many of our governors have done. Yeah. Like if we had real this is a moment where like we don't need a personality in chief. That's yeah. bullshit. We yep. hired a fucking bullshit personality in chief who wants to stand in front of a fucking podium with a really cool seal on it and, you know, take his picture in front of a goddamn Marine helicopter and look like a Billy badass motherfucker and skate through four or eight years intimidating a bunch of sycophants. That was his fucking goal. But we have a real problem. We have like a problem that we have not faced since 1918. We haven't had a problem this fucking big. Yeah. And it is like a test of any leader to lead you through this, to make decisions, to be transparent, to find resources, to be innovative with solutions, to do the things that like real leaders do on a minute by minute basis. And, in, and then like, that's what inspires people to be able to act on their own and to do yeah. the right thing. Cause they understand what the right thing is. Cause they understand the problem. And instead we have this fucking buffoon. Yeah. It's the worst. We have a guy who has literally no idea what he's doing. 
literally no idea. I mean, and when he, when he, you know, he's, he seems like he's trying to finally ask people what to do and they're, they're telling him how to handle it. And I think there's, there's certainly smart people in government that are probably giving him good advice and hopefully he's following it. But really, you know, there's, there is a, a good path to follow in a couple of places. And they've, they've, they've roadmapped some of this out. And like you said, you know, it's different everywhere. It's going to be different everywhere. It's going to be different here in the States because we're fucking huge. We have this enormous population. We don't have borders. We're not like Italy where we could just say, well, we're just going to close our borders off. And then we're, this little area is just, that's it. That's all we got. It's just right. us. We can't do that. I, we can't close off Illinois. You yeah, know, it's you can't not be even, like, it's not a real it's, thing. It's not a real thing. It's just a fucking, it's just a line a surveyor drew and a right. river, right? Those are your two borders. <laughs> so, you know, what the fuck? You just look at it and you say, well, that's a fucking imaginary place. Now, granted, the river isn't an imaginary place, <laughs> but there's plenty of bridges. What are you going to do? Put the National Guard up and all around every single road that leads in and out of Illinois? That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever said in my life yeah. right now. That's the dumbest thing I've ever uttered. You can't do it. So you're going to basically have an entire country that's going to have to work together and figure out these things. You know, we can, we could, you know, you could get rid of it almost completely in one state, but people from other states are just going to wander in and give it to everybody. <laughs> so unless the entire country acts like one, yours, the one state that's really acting really well, isn't going to benefit. Well, and like one of the craziest things that happened with this goddamn pandemic is like at the very outset, there have been tests. The WHO had a test and like for reasons that nobody can find an explanation for. I seriously cannot find an explanation. The United States said, no, we don't want the WHO approved test. We're going to make our own test. And it put us weeks and weeks behind. We're yep. still nowhere yep. near where we need to be. And you can't do the essential work of finding people and isolating them to stop yep. the spread of this fucking thing if you don't have testing. Yep. It's 100% true. And that's the one thing, that's the one thing that will save us is tests. The more tests we have, the better off we'll be. The more testing we do, the better off we'll be. I know people are nervous about um, the National Guard rolling in, but I I welcome the National Guard if they're going to put up drive-through testing centers. Oh my God, if they're yeah. Gonna put, if they're going to put drive-through testing centers all over, I welcome the fact that the National Guard will be here to make sure that those things run efficiently and smoothly. And I get to find out, just like they did in South Korea, where you drive up you give them your phone number, they take your, they do whatever they have to do and then they throw the whatever they do and they let you go and then they take your your phone number and they text you later whether or not you have it. Yeah. You know within a couple hours whether or not you have it. The president got tested this last week, tested. I got to say that they specifically asked him a question in the next briefing, right? So he got tested. He right. said he got tested, came back negative. They asked him a question in the next briefing and he said something like, yeah, they said, what was the test like, your uh, your majesty? What was the test like? And he said, and he's like, well, here's the thing. It was one of those, it was a test. It was a, it was a, you know, it's like a medical test. And it was a, one of those tests. I'll tell you, it wasn't pleasant. Wasn't a pleasant <laughs> test. Tell you that. And it's like the guy in fucking 40 year old virgin explaining how <laughs> a boob feels. You're just like, you are such a liar. Yeah. That never happened. Because if you told me, Hey, Cecil, you just went to the doctor and you got yourself a shot for tetanus. What happened? I could tell you the entire process. Right. I know what happened because I was in it. You had it, it happened to me. Right. I know. Right. But he's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, it was a test. It was a beautiful test. Let me tell you. He's just like, you're a fucking liar, man. Such a you test. You didn't get tested. What a great test. Love that test. Let me tell you, the doctors who administer the test, the best 
Such good doctors. Oh, Beautiful test. God. Very fast, efficient. What a test. People say, you're so good at these tests. You don't even study for this test. How could you be <laughs> such a good test taker? And I say, look, I don't know. My uncle, he once had a friend who said, this guy, look at him take this test. He's so good at testing. And I just, the natural ability I have for this test, Ivanka, isn't she beautiful? I'd fuck Ivanka. Everybody, raise your hand if you'd fuck Ivanka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, uh, welcome to this next part where there's a clip. No, don't, don't jump. Go through the floor. Uh, where, uh, this next thing is a clip from the live stream from last Thursday. Oh, that guy got gibbed. Oh, okay. Uh, from the last Thursday, uh, if you want to watch the live streams, it's every Thursday, 9 p.m. Central, even in quarantine times. Oh, is that the BFG? BFG 9000? Yeah. Sorry, I'm playing uh, Doom Eternal right now, so uh, I'm a, a little preoccupied. But uh, listen to the, the live stream and, and, and join us every Thursday. And, and uh, maybe gaming live stream? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, bye. Oh, God, the chainsaw. Well, I know they don't want us to do this, but just turn around and greet two or three people. Tell them, you love them. Jesus loves them. Amen. Just go ahead and spit in their mouths. Yeah, yeah. Just, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just, just if you're the if you're the receiver, you have to lean your head back and open your mouth like it's a bukkake video, and the other person's got to stand on the chair and just spit right in your fucking gaping maw. What they do is they. Like down the aisles, you spit, and then they spit in the other guy, then they spit, in the, and they just transfer it one to the other to the other. And then at the end, it's all just in a giant collection plate. All right, Tom, stop. You're, you're getting me turned on by something. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little warm in here. What the fuck oh, is man. wrong with these oh, people? Oh, that's so amazing. You should just, what they should do is they should all just hold out their fingers, and one row should just suck on each of their fingers and walk down. <laughs> and then she. <laughs> Some guy with like four people just sucking on his hands, just like he's like a he's like a weird cow. He's just like, what is happening? What's going on? It's uh, his first day at this church. He's just like, I don't even know you people. What the fuck? But it's starting off right though. Starting off right. Uh, Some other guy just you hear just. Zzz. <laughs> I love church. Oh, man. Workers, young people, lime scooter, bird scooter, our seniors, locally sourced, organic scooter cooperatives like we have in Vermont. Burn scooter. This is locally sourced. Yes. Organic. Yes. Non-GMO. Right. Sage. Exactly. Rick, I just filibustered in my pants. Sister comes from the Washington Post. Shut this president up right now. Sanders lashes out at Trump's blabbering response <laughs> to coronavirus. I got to say, like, one of my favorite things about Bernie Sanders is how fucking irascible he is. Oh, I love like, it. I love it so much. He's just, he's been mad since the fucking 40s. Yep. Like, he came out of the womb just like yelling at people and shaking yep. his finger angry at as fuck absolutely and, you and know, he's right well he absolutely is the bumbling stupid response he's been having and this was see again this he said this several days ago because this came out on the 16th but he yeah. said this over the weekend right so again this was before trump had come out and said oh i think it's a pandemic i think it's a pandemic trump at this point was still downplaying it kind of so 
the president was kind of was being an idiot, being a, a frumpy asshole, crossing his arms in the meetings. Oh my he was God. just being a douchebag. And so they he specifically called him out for it. I, did you watch this debate that happened on that Saturday night? I did that not, was, no. Yeah, I watched it. And uh, I got to say, um, I don't think either of them looked super sharp. Um, I know you're in the middle of a crisis. I know you're in the middle of campaigning. But at one point, Bernie's calling it Ebola. And then, oh, uh, and then Biden is also having some senior moments up there. <laughs> I'm just like, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Where how did we get to a point where the two oldest guys in the room are like, yeah, I'll take the job? And you're just like, know, what about what? all those young people that were in Wait. the room? What about all the women who were in the room? Like, now nah, we're checking out. Let's leave it to the old guys again, dude. 2020, something, something. Pick any 70-year-old white man yep, you want. Yep, yep. Any 70-year-old white man. What the fuck is going on? That's what you get. Sorry, don't get anything else. And don't get me wrong. I like Bernie Sanders. I voted for I Bernie too. Sanders in the primary. like Bernie Sanders a lot. I'm a fan of Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders' plans and ideas and how he's talking about this particularly was really good. It was a really good way to talk about it. I don't think Joe Biden talked about it in a way that was alarming. He had very similar ideas to yeah. how Bernie Sanders was talking about. It I wasn't read. that Joe Biden was saying, no, what we need to do is cut everybody's head off and stick them in a fucking furnace. You know what I mean? He's basically <laughs> saying, you know, we need to handle it basically in the exact same way. He's saying that we need to make sure that nobody has to pay anything for anything that happens with this disease you know, on and on. I mean, it was, it was, you know, I, I agree with Bernie Sanders way more than I agree with Biden, but at the same time, I, was, I didn't think Biden was saying things that were so alarming that I needed to throw up the red flag. The problem was, is that, you know, a couple of days later, you know, and this has been the trend after that first Super Tuesday, it has been a downward slump for Bernie Sanders and an uphill climb. You just, I mean, just unbelievable for what's happening to him. You would think how well he did in the in in 2016, you would think that he would come back and and be the favorite this time around, especially after what how how well he ran against Clinton. But he is struggling so hard against Biden. The the, the Bernie shine is gone for me, right? Like I I like him as a person. I want to live in Bernie's world, but at this point, like I don't think Bernie's world is the world that we're gonna get. I don't think Bernie's world is the world that America as a whole is motivated. The important part of this is, is motivated to create. And that's the only thing that matters. You have to get people on board, motivated to help create this revolution, right? Otherwise it's just a bunch of fucking internet warrior bullshit. It's a bunch of echo chamber nonsense. It's not going to happen unless people do the one thing that matters and show up to vote. They're not doing it. Young people are not present. They have sat this thing out so yeah. if they're going to sit out the primary, which is where they get to choose whether or not their guy even gets a chance to play, they were never going to show up to the general. They were never going to show up to the general. And like what that means is that the people that matter in America, the doers, to, yeah. your, to use your word, the doers, those are the people that vote. If you're, not a, if you're not a voter, you're not a doer, you don't matter politically. You are an irrelevance politically. So- like what what matters in America are the people who decide to choose. Yep. yep. And yep. like if you don't decide to choose, you're just making noise. It's farts in the wind. It means nothing. Don't do it. Like so I look at Bernie and I'm like, that is not going to happen. That's just not like America has spoken silently and we have yeah. squeaked our way back into the fucking mouse hole. That's not the world that the doers have decided that they want to build. And maybe next time we get it. 
but we yeah. don't get it this time. Well, you don't get you don't get it this time, and and it and it it upsets me that the idealists miss out again. But you've got to understand, it's a big goddamn country, and the Democratic Party is a big goddamn tent. It's mm-hmm. not just you. It's not just Reddit. It's not just. Sanders for president on Reddit. It's not just your Facebook group. It's not just our Facebook group, which is heavily Bernie, Bernie centric. I mean, there are some people who are Biden minded and I, you know, but there's some people who are Bernie centric, many people. It's not just you. There's a lot of people out there who don't have faith that Bernie can, Bernie can lead this country. They don't agree with Bernie's policies. Look, that's just the way it is. He didn't do a good enough job convincing them. He didn't do a good enough job doing that. Now, would they ever believe him? I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know if I, I don't have that answer, whether or not they right. would or not. But I will say this, he, Biden came out, what, what I thought was a joke of a campaign early on and has absolutely run the fucking, just ran through everybody. Now, I yeah. think Biden's a weak candidate, to be perfectly frank. I, I think Biden has, a, Biden has a lot of problems, but he's going to have more problems if people don't vote for him, if people just sit this one out, if the idealists like me sit it out because they're mad, you don't want this fucking dipshit in chief trying to figure out how to fix things that he can't fix now. You need yeah, somebody he, in there who's going to have some kind of solid plan and somebody who's going to listen to the fucking science. You want somebody who's going to listen to the science. You want somebody that's going to listen to the economists. You know, one thing that Trump does too is he plays at economist. And he is not an economist. He's a businessman. And there's a big fucking difference between businessman and economist. And he doesn't listen to the economists when they give him advice. Like, he is the fucking literal worst person to have in charge of this because he doesn't yeah. listen to anybody because yep. he doesn't respect anybody as much as he believes his own opinion. And like, yep. like if you, like, I don't care about Biden winning. What I care about is Trump losing. That is more important yep. right now. You got to have me. Absolutely. I'm a hundred percent. You got to have that guy out of the fucking office. You got to have somebody like gonna who's going to appoint a decent fucking judge. The other thing is like, yeah, we got COVID-19, but if you like read anything ever, like all the scientists have been warning, look with climate change, with deforestation, we are just going to see more of these viruses enter our world. You could have COVID-20. We could have it, you know, like there's nothing that says this is the only pandemic we'll have. You could have overlapping pandemics. That's not an impossibility. If you look at what the scientists have been warning about for years and years and years, we could have a huge flu season on top of the COVID issue. Like you got to have effective fucking leadership. And we have nothing. We have nothing. Nothing. Like a broom with a hat on would have been better. (laughs) It would have been better because it wouldn't have lied. A hand puppet. Controlled by a child molester would have been better. <laughs> I know a lot of you come here, you watch TV, you wait every night for somebody to come on here and give you an answer for your lives, waiting for someone that'll come and say, hey, this is it. I don't have to settle for defeat anymore. I can rise up out of my routine. I can get a hold of myself. I don't have to lose. I can win. There's something inside me that's not going to let me go down anymore. But I'm not the guy. (laughs) Sister, it comes from the Joe My God blog. Trump's spiritual advisor seeks $91 faith seed for the soul sick during her coronavirus prayer speech. So this is fucking Paula White. Like Paula White is not nobody. Paula White is the White House spiritual advisor to Trump. 
And so I, I think it would be good to read what she actually is saying, just so there's like no fucking confusion. Many churches have health centers, etc., but we are a hospital for those who are soul sick, those who are spiritually sick, because we bring forth the word of God. We bring for truth that gets down deep in your soul, the way you think and you feel about things. What does that mean? What the fuck? What kind of fucking word salad gibberish ass bullshit is that? Dumbest shit I've ever heard. Seriously, we bring forth the word of God. Okay. Yeah. And we bring forth truth that gets deep down in your soul in the way you think and you feel about things. <laughs> so there's truth. What the fuck? All right. Just fucking what? Why can't you? Uh. You're like, you can't speak. You cannot do it. You're bad at this. Maybe you'd like to sow a $91 seed. And that's just putting your faith with Psalm 91. <laughs> Notice she didn't pick Psalm 12. Yeah, she definitely didn't pick saw she didn't pick saw uh Psalm Finn or Psalm Sawbuck right. or Psalm <laughs> Yeah. She fucking picked she fucking picked Psalm 91. Yeah, right. You know, hey, anyway, maybe you'd like to give me about a hundred dollars. Yep. Probably you would like yep. that. Uh, so she says, or maybe $9 or whatever God tells you to do. Yeah. Suggested 91. Yeah, first, exactly. Though. Right. Just, you wouldn't, you know, when you go to the fucking art Institute in Chicago, they expect you to pay the suggested donation. They don't expect you to walk up and not pay anything. They, they right. ask for your credit card. They don't say, well, you could go in, but we'd really like you to get some money. They'd be like, can I have your credit card, sir? That's the first thing they ask for. They're not like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well, if you if you could spare it, we'd really like it. No, no, no. They give you a bill no. and then you have to be the asshole and refuse it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a blessing to Paula White Ministry or City of Destiny, you can go to website at paulawhite.com. Now, I'm not saying that this is an egotistical, narcissistic bitch out for her own ends, but she named it after herself. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not it's not God'll change your life.com. Right. It's, it's not, not like Jesus is super neato.org yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's not seeddonations.org. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not Paula like changeyourlife.com. Yeah. Instead, it's like me, 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 give me money. <laughs> Guess who's spending it? Me. Look at all my plastic surgery. Yeah. Well, I, I it's hard not to look at it though, because it's like, dude, she looks like a goddamn Frankenstein monster. She looks so crazy to me. In some pictures, she looks normal, and other pictures, she looks terrifying. And I just imagine she's like one of those, uh, you know, like when they have those sculptures that turn, and as they turn, they change and they get different. They turn into different things. She right. looks like <laughs> one of those. She looks like she's constantly trying to morph into a new form. <laughs> she's like seriously she's full uncanny valley you absolutely. know what I mean at like you look point, at her you're absolutely. like I, I can't put my finger on yep. what looks wrong a hundred percent but it's just it all adds up to a picture that yep. you're just like if you were in my house late at night I'd fucking stab you yeah a hundred percent we would love for you to help us and stand with us we'd love for you to stand with your church implied here if you don't, what kind of person are you yep, yeah. not standing with exactly, your church? Exactly. Don't forget, now is not the time to abandon your covenant with God. It's a time that you go deeper. Hey, now. All right. You know what? That's as deep as it goes. That's it. <laughs> Look. That's Jen. It's you, all in. It's, it's, you it's know. Like it's like one of those cars that you buy and they say as is. That's what this is. Okay. It's an as is. 
as I'm just this hoping you're emotionally invested. Exactly. Before they- <laughs> emotionally invested and you like cuddling. I hope those two things <laughs> will save this whole thing. But what I want to say though is, Tom, this is all about the grift, man. That's what this yeah. all is all about the grift. And she For is constantly, sure. you know, every single one of these fuckers is utilizing this uh, epidemic, this pandemic as a yep. way to try to gain more people, to give more money. They're constantly doing it. And it's, yep. this is a, this is a horrible thing. And they're saying, you know, they're, they're basically set. This is God's protection racket. What God's doing is God is coming down and being like, Hey, that's a, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice uh, lung you got there. It'd be a shame. It sure would be a shame if coronavirus were happened to it. That would be real <laughs> tough. And so, so they're basically paying protection money, but it's, it's useless. You might as well just fucking make it rain on a fucking sewer rat. It would be the exact <laughs> same fucking difference. Well, like Paula White, I just looked it up and say, Paula White's net worth is $5 million. $5 million bucks. She doesn't need, she doesn't need your $91, but guess how she got her $5 million? Yeah. Because people asking, gave her $91. A lot, a whole lot. And she's Lots asked for times. your money a lot of times. And the problem is, is that people are going to give more now because yeah. they're afraid. Yeah, they think it's going to protect them. She's saying like, don't abandon your covenant with God. That's literally a threat. Yep. That is literally an actual yep. threat. Like yep. it is the thing that keeps you safe. This is the thing that keeps you safe. Why would you walk away from that now? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's the one thing that you, you know, it's, it's sort of your, it's your guidebook right now. It's what's going to get you through this whole thing. And if you reject it now, where will you be? You'll be lost. You'll be lost without it. And there's right. going to be a ton of people that are going to be chucking their money at her because, and, and this is not an isolated incident. This is, and this is, it's not an isolated incident, and it's also a lady who also has a lot of power, a lot of power in this country, and a lot of publicity in her name because she's connected to the president. This is somebody who looked at this crisis and thought, "I can make a buck yeah. on that." How do I make money off of this? Right. This Absolutely. is like this is she is the spiritual equivalent to that asshole that like hoarded hand sanitizer. Yeah, fucking a, it absolutely is. <laughs> Speaking of making money off a of crisis, we'd like to thank all our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank every patron we have, but we'd like to thank our newest patrons, Adria, Joshua, Dart Goblin, Alex, Marvin, Sean, Stacy, Stephen, Luke, Colin, Joshua, Sherry, Jeff, Andrew, Eric, Stephen, Daniel, it's another Stephen with a, this one with a PH, Mike, Chris, Peter in Korea, Houdini, Stephen, Karen, Corey, Michael, and Galen, thank you so much for your generous donations. Uh, we are going to be sending mugs to Marvin, to Jeff, and to Galen. So we'll be sending out those mugs this week, hopefully if there's still a post office. So if that <laughs> still happens, we will be doing our best. Um, we may be locked down here in Illinois. They just locked down California while we were on the air tonight. Um, so that happened. So we have no idea what's going to happen in Illinois, but we will try to get these mugs to you. Just understand that there is a pandemic right now and you may not get your <laughs> mug right away. Yeah. Your, your, your patron mug may be delayed due yeah. to global crisis. Yeah, exactly. But send us a message, uh, with your snail, snail mail address and we will ship it out to you. Dissonance.podcast at gmail.com or Ian at dissonancepod.com. And we will ship those out to you when we can. So we got a message from Michael and Michael says, hey guys, there's definitely a case from the left for gun ownership. I agree. I'm a gun owner. Tom, you're a gun owner, right? 
Now I'm a gun owner. So yep. there's there's a case. We just Tom and I are just uh, two guys who uh, who think that gun ownership is okay as long as it is heavily regulated. It is currently not. So yeah, it's not regulated as really opposed at all. to virtually yeah. unregulated. Yeah, it's virtually unregulated. So we're on the other side of that. Um, the, he says, though, when I say left, I mean the country. Uh, I mean what this con- country considers far left, socialist, and such. Uh, it comes down to a belief in mutual community defense that minorities and marginalized folks should not disarm. I agree. Uh, and that it's, uh, for many, it's safer to be able to defend oneself against, uh, defend oneself than call the police. And he says that, uh, that said, the Black Guns Matter shirt, the guy, uh, guy definitely wasn't a lefty. The shirt is making fun of Black Lives Matter. Um, I don't, I, uh, it was a black guy. I have no idea. I didn't realize that. I thought, um, that he was not making fun of Black Lives Matter. I thought maybe he was, that was also just a play on that, but maybe you're right. I have no idea. You're probably right, actually, but it's probably people who are far more in the know than this than I am. <laughs> but I thought I thought maybe he was someone on the left. But I know for sure that there was, uh, I had read that there was people who came across the aisle in that to go protest at that Virginia thing. This was yeah, what we were talking I, I about last the same week. Thing, yeah. So I had heard that there was people from across the aisle. I did choose that guy as a way to say, Oh, that clearly there's people here that are uh, that are left, but maybe he's not. You're probably right, Michael. So uh, we got a message uh, from Ian. Now this is not uh, Ian uh, that mixes the show. Different Ian on Patreon. He says, "Anyone else realize how quickly the if we ever meet, we will hug you reward uh, w- went from a reward to a threat really quick." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. It's Tom a different and I were world talk- now. Tom and I were talking about it earlier on the show, but it's so true. You know, you're going to be watching movies in the future and you're going to be thinking, wow, those people are way too close to each other. It's guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Somebody's going to drink out of the same bottle as someone else and you're going to fucking just gonna literally vomit. fall over on the ground and start <laughs> crying. So we got a message from uh, Tucker and Tucker was saying that Alex Jones is silver stuff. Um, while Alex Jones's stuff is a joke, silver is a very valuable thing in the medical profession, it's antimicrobial and it sort of helps, uh, helps. There's a lot of people who do, um, who do some, uh, like they basically have, uh, uh, use silver in the medical industry a lot. We recognize that, but we know that the stuff that Alex Jones is hawking is absolute garbage. There's nothing. And we know the reason why he's doing it is exactly why Tucker says is to give his product an air of legitimacy that makes it look like it's some sort of legitimate medical product. And it's not. Yeah, absolutely. And like most of the most of the legitimate medical uses for silver are topical. They're in bandages. Yeah. There are salves and ointments. And there's a huge difference between things that work topically and things that work systemically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's absolutely true. So we got a we got a message from Christine and Christine sent a tweet and I'm just going to read it. I'm actually going to sing it. If you're a Nazi and you're fired, it's your fault. <laughs> if you're a Nazi and you're fired. It's your fault. If you were spotted in the mob and you lost your fucking job, you're a Nazi and you're fired. It's your fault. Love it. <laughs> it's great. Love it. Love it so much. That's Super so fun. great. And it's fucking true. It's fucking true as fuck. Absolutely. Yep. And I got to say too, the fucking president calling it the, the Chinese virus. What oh. a fucking racist dog whistle that is, right? And he's still saying it. He's still defending yep. it. Even when people call him out and they're like, Come the fuck on. Yeah. And he's just like, meh, meh. I never back down. Yeah. Down is not where I back. Yep. And there was people calling it uh, to a, a, an Asian reporter said that uh, someone in the in the administration called it the Kung flu this week to her <gasps> face. To her That's face. Fucking outrageous. Unbelievable. 
I mean, he's just, he's an unabashed racist. He's just an unabashed, like, we're not, we're not even pretending anymore. Yeah. It's not racist to say that the, that the, uh, that the virus originated in China. That's not racist to say. No, it's just a true place that it started. It's a racist to call it a Chinese virus. And if you don't know the difference between those two things, you're an asshole. So we got a message from someone who's in the Netherlands and they said that um, uh, our government declared yesterday that employers and of at-home employees like restaurant workers are going to be compensated 90% of their employees' salaries. <sighs> Wow. That's can, you imagine, can you imagine a, a country that that utilizes the funds they get from the people to help the people, Tom? How the fuck well, would that work? To be fair, there's only nine people in the Netherlands. Yeah, I guess that's true. They all they all chipped in. Yeah. So they're just like, hey, can we help Greg? Yeah. <laughs> Greg is at home right now. <laughs> uh, we got a message from Mary, and Mary said uh, that... Uh, a f basically, at the university that they're at, a few departments at the university are in the process of producing tests to distribute and they have uh, the manpower to process the tests. They are mostly made up of grad student volunteers that have lined up to help. Last I heard, the university lawyers are processing their quest. We have already started on creating the tests. Underpaid scientists to the rescue. Our average stipend is around 30K. And we're totally doing this uh, to profit, uh, uh, but we are totally doing this to profit off the world and create bio threats for petty political reasons. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> but I want to point out too, um, someone was quoted this week and I, I just saw the text, so I don't know how true it is, but I saw the text over someone's face. So I think it might've been a meme or whatever. But some Spanish scientist was quoted this week and said, yeah, you pay footballers a million dollars a day and you pay us $1,800 a month. Why don't you go ask the footballers to fix this? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and I think right. genuinely, genuinely we need to look at not only, you got to start looking at all these people right now, especially the people in like the service industry that are still doing stuff. We should be paying them hazard pay. It is absolutely a hazard for them to be on the job right now. Yeah. And anybody who's getting paid and, and has to go to work and has to leave their house and doesn't have the privilege of being home should absolutely be getting hazard pay. Somehow absolutely. there should absolutely be something, some extra compensation there because you shouldn't have to just go there and be like, oh, well, I guess I'm fucked. I guess I'm just going to have to fucking you know, go to work and get the same shitty. And these are, a lot of these people are the same fucking people who are saying, yeah, they got to pay that person 15 to, $15 an hour is too much to pay that person. A lot of these people are not making that much. No, we rely so heavily on the service workers and they rely on their goddamn income. Like they can't afford not to go to work. It's yeah. just taking advantage of them to be like, eh, I'm not going outside. You take my risks for me. Yep, yep. exactly. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for this week. We hope we'll be back next week. Um, if there's still a show and still a place to record and all that stuff, still a world. We hope that you take care of each other. Um, be kind uh, to people. Um, be kind specifically to people that are uh, that are in the service industry right now. Um, they're having a real tough time and uh, and it, a little kindness goes a long way. I said this on the stream last week, but I'm going to repeat it to everybody here. Um, people deal with anxiety in different ways and uh, give people space to deal with their own anxiety in a way that is uh, helpful to them. This is a very anxious time. People all over are feeling very anxious right now. And so uh, however you deal with it and however the people around you deal with it, help them deal with it in a very healthy, positive way. Uh, you know, and so that, you know, if they need space, give them space. If they're a crier, let them cry. If they're a laugher, laugh with them. But make sure you give people space and and don't uh and don't 
be the person who shits on someone else's anxiety, especially right now. That's that's the worst thing you can do to somebody is to not help them through this this part. And uh, and you should be there for other people right now to help them through this part. Hopefully, Tom and I kidding around and being a little angry today, we're there for you. Hopefully, you can be there for somebody else. But be kind to each other. This is the time to do it. So. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, We are going to be back next week, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.